This episode of the OCPHA podcast was recorded in March 2022. Hello, everyone. This is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of the OCPHA official podcast, where we talk to different pharmacists about their career journeys. Um, on today's episode, we have our special guest, the pharmacist voice, Kim Newlove, and she is currently a voiceover talent, a podcast host, and a keynote speaker. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm great, Tony. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, awesome. Um, I, I wanted to just, uh, you know, before we get into talking a little bit more about your kind of specific role today and, you know, uh, all the other things that you're doing aside from your voiceover talent, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. My standard intro is that I'm a pharmacist, voice actor, podcast host, wife, mom of two teenage boys, and a volunteer. Would you like me to unpack that? <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of things. And uh, it would be great if you can kind of like uh, go into a little bit more detail about, you know, all the different things that, you know, you not just what you're doing, but who you are. Sure. All right. Well, let me go through the list just a little bit here. As a pharmacist, I have been an Ohio licensed pharmacist for more than 20 years. I graduated from the University of Toledo College of Pharmacy in 2001 with my bachelor's. I do not have my PharmD, but I thought about getting my PharmD or my master's in pharmacy administration. I just didn't because I got married six weeks after graduation and I started having kids right away. So I have a 19-year-old son and a 16-year-old son. I do not work anymore in clinical practice, no traditional clinical practice, haven't worked in traditional clinical practice since I think November 2016. As a voice actor, I started my company in 2017, but I didn't know how to do any voice acting. So what I wanted to do originally was narrate pharmacy continuing education journals into audio format. I couldn't find any, any buyers at first, so I pivoted to the voiceover industry because I had to learn how to record, edit, and produce audio in order to do the journal narrations. So logically, pivoting towards voiceover made sense. And then I started my podcast as marketing, branding, and networking. So I have the Pharmacist Voice podcast, and you can find that at thepharmacistvoice.com. So I've been married since 2001. It's been 20, almost 21 years. Uh, I talked about my kids already. So I'm a mom of two teenage boys. One has autism. His name is Craig and he's 19. I have a 16-year-old son named Derek and I am a volunteer. Two of the things that I volunteer with are medication safety or poisoning prevention education through Safe Kids Greater Toledo. That's the local chapter of Safe Kids Worldwide here in the Toledo area. And let's see, I also do drug abuse prevention education through my county's addiction task force. And I went to college in Toledo, never really left the area. I live in Northwest Ohio. Wow, that's that's a lot of different things that you just said. I, I know like one of the, the main things that stuck out a little bit was that you're no longer in the traditional sense of a, a pharmacy, pharmacy practice right now. And um, I guess like my question was, well, well, let's let's go back a little bit further. So when you were in pharmacy practice, uh, what were the kind of things that you were doing? Oh, well, there was four things that I really had jobs in. I was a hospital pharmacist right when I graduated in 2001. 
And the schedule didn't really work out for me. And I pivoted immediately. I kind of worked my way into a community practice setting. I worked for Walgreens for more than nine years. And during that time, I also worked for a small compounding pharmacy. So I had two part-time jobs. I had my first child about a year after I started at Walgreens. I worked at a small compounding pharmacy to supplement my part-time income as a part-time Walgreens pharmacist. And while I was compounding there, we got bought out by a competitor, which isn't uncommon in compounding. So I just stayed part-time and picked up more hours at Walgreens. And at some point, we decided we wanted to try to live off of one income, and we did it successfully. So at, at that point, I just didn't work anymore at all. And after a little while, I worked at a behavioral health hospital where I specialized in mental illness and addiction disorders, alcohol, opioids, and um, benzos. Yep. So that's my background, community practice, a couple different hospitals, and compounding. I see. I see. So uh, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, moving over to like a voice acting or voiceover role is a a very big switch. And um, I'm wondering, like, was there like a specific particular moment that that led you to make that decision? Or was it kind of like something that you kind of thought about over time? Like, what was that like for you? Good question. My son, Craig, and I used to read while we still read in his bed or on the couch or whatever, I get to read to my son. And even though he's 19 years old, he still lets me read to him. And back in 2016, when I had left my behavioral health hospital job, I was reading to him and I thought, he loves this. I wonder if anybody else out there would enjoy it if I read to them. And I thought, I'm looking for my next job. I only want to work part time because I have some very serious childcare issues. I cannot find childcare for an adult child with autism. So I thought, what can I do? I wonder if I could narrate pharmacy continuing education journals. That was my my big grand idea. And in learning how to do that, so I really ran with that idea. In learning how to do that, I talked to a local audio engineer. How do I make this happen? And he said, well, you need to learn how to record, edit, and produce audio. And of course, I didn't know how to do that. And I said, well, I don't even know the first step. I ended up going to some sort of a voiceover teacher. I shouldn't say some sort of, I think she lives right there in Orange County, California in the LA area. And her name's Nancy Wolfson. And she was my first voiceover coach. And I came to her with my idea and she said, oh, that's brilliant. You should do that. And she is a commercial voiceover coach and more of a a generalist. What I needed to learn how to do was medical narration, but you have to start somewhere. And Nancy is one of the best, and she's very honest. Anybody who has worked with her will tell you that she's very direct, and I appreciate directness. And when I first went to her, she said, okay, you want to do this thing. You don't know how to do anything, so we're going to start here. And she had a curriculum, which I love. I love structure and logical steps, start here and here type of thing. And I I got started learning from her. But really, my inspiration was my son. He can't read, write, or speak because his autism is so severe. He's so low-functioning, you could say, that he just can't read, write, or speak. He uses a communication device. And I just thought something that's literally right under my nose, my mouth, is some way that I could make money. I can get paid to speak. So right then and there, I got inspired to use my background as a pharmacist and combine that with my speaking voice or my voice and writing, because I've thought about writing, and create my 
company, The Pharmacist's Voice. Now, it did take a while to come up with the name for the company, but the inspiration came from right there reading with my son. Wow. Yeah, that, that really sounds inspirational. Um, you know, it's something that's personal that kind of inspired for you to uh, to move it and then make it like a business as well. So that's that's really great to hear. And then, you know, for your business as well, uh, the I, I know you said you started off thinking you wanted to do the uh, narration for the the pharmacist, like was it CEs you said? Yeah, pharmacy continuing education journals. I had specifically in mind pharmacist's letter because it's so short and quippy and to the to the point, very conversational. I thought that would be great. So I did end up pitching them. I pitched the American Pharmacists Association because I thought maybe we could put some of these, for example, immunization courses into some sort of an audio format so that those 12 hours that you do in preparation for the eight hours of live could be something that's easier, more easily digestible via audio. That was one of my thoughts. There were other people that I pitched, but those are some examples. They never had me sign an NDA, so I am going to go ahead and share that with you. (laughs) All right. Well, that that's really cool. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, I wanted to ask about like so you know there's a lot of voiceover talents out there and uh, your kind of uniqueness uh, for these particular markets is that you are you had that experience as a pharmacist. So I'm wondering too, like you know, did that kind of help in terms of them deciding to go with go with you versus other ones, or um, how did that experience of being a pharmacist kind of help inform the way that you're you're like promoting your voiceover talent? Okay. Well, that's a great question. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it because the voiceover industry the voiceover industry is huge. It has, you know, commercials like you see on the Super Bowl or you hear on television or yeah, I guess television and radio. There's so many different forms of voiceover that, you know, you have to set yourself apart is what I'm getting at. And the whole branding idea of branding myself as the pharmacist's voice LLC, that's my company, The Pharmacist's Voice, I figured that might help people just have a shorter distance for their brain to travel between the name of my company and what I do. Pharmacists are medical people. This person does medical stuff. That's basically what I wanted them to do, is just make that connection very organically, very quickly and easily. How does it help me? I mean, I think it's just with name recognition and genre, you know, just what category of voiceover I fit into. I'm just going to pause there and see what kind of follow-up questions you have. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, like, that's that's really cool that, you know, you're able to, like, brand yourself and market that way. And I know your initial focus was, you know, doing this through continuing education um, voiceovers. But what else does your company do? Like, are there other things that you're doing now that kind of expand it from that starting point? Yes, I have some specialties and I'm still very new in my career. So there are things that I audition for or that I get asked to do that I didn't originally plan to do. My specialties right now are narrating audiobooks for women pharmacist authors. And I also do e-learning, medical narration, explainer videos, and of course, podcasting. So I can do intros and outros. I can be a guest on a podcast. I don't get paid for that. But you know, there's all those different categories. Since I've been in voiceover and auditioned for stuff, I've auditioned for commercials for hospital systems. I've auditioned for what they call telephony jobs, where I would do the telephone messaging not just the welcome message, but the push one, push two, or voicemails for doctors, 
nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, dentists, medical offices in general. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things that I specialize in, but there's also things that I audition for, even though they're not my specialty. So that gets to another question that I wanted to ask. Um, and, you know, of course, this is like a completely different type of field. And most pharmacists are used to having like a role where they come day in, day out. And I guess for you, like, how does that work? Like you talked about auditions, uh, you talked about having to, to pitch uh, your ideas and, you know, potentially get signed. Uh, can you kind of describe that a little bit to the listeners who may not be familiar with that? Finding work comes from a lot of different places. Work comes from a lot of different places. Um, learning how to do the work is a different story, but finding the work can be from online casting. Online casting is what we affectionately call pay-to-play sites in you know, in the voiceover industry, or even in an audiobook industry, I am on, I don't know how many rosters I have lost track. Some I pay to be on the rosters. Some they just let me be on the roster. One of the rosters I'm on for audiobooks, for example, is ACX. Any author can invite me to audition for an audiobook and you know, acx.com is the audiobook creation exchange. They basically are a matchmaking website for Amazon. They connect the narrators with the authors, and we all narrate the audiobooks that you buy on amazon.com or Audible. So that's how that works. And then there's so many online casting sites for voiceover, and they all pretty much have commercial e-learning, medical, like all of the genres, not they have telephony even. They have all the genres. It's kind of like Walmart, <laughs> but for voiceover jobs. I would say VO Planet, that's one that I'm on. I'm on the free version of Badalgo. They have weird names sometimes. And then there's also other ones like Voices One, Two, Three. I'm gonna stop there. If you are interested, just Google pay-to-play sites or online casting for voiceover, and you'll find a whole bunch. They cost money, and it's no joke. Some of them have tiers where you start at a lower tier, and you you know pay the $200 to get in on the lowest tier. You're not going to get as many auditions as somebody who pays $2,000 a year. And there's even a more expensive level. There's a more expensive tier on top of that, that 2000. So it just depends on which pay to play site and what kind of tiers they have. I'm trying to think direct marketing. That's another way. And then there's clever ways too. Like I just show up at conferences and people say, Oh, you're, you're in podcasting. You're in, you know, voiceover. I have an online course. I'd like to talk to you. Can you help me cast my online course? things like that. There's been all kinds of business from all kinds of places. And my last two audiobooks came from going to conferences and meeting women pharmacists, women pharmacists who needed their audiobooks narrated. So work comes from all kinds of places. And it's not just one place. I'm still pretty new and I only work part time. I work about three hours a day, Monday through Friday, and only if my kids are in school. <laughs> when we're on Christmas break, or there's President's Day or Thanksgiving, Christmas, anything, when they're off, I'm off. Uh, I have significant childcare issues. It's really hard to find reliable, affordable, skilled childcare for an adult with challenges. So I just work a little bit and I have plenty of work right now. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of different uh, different ways that you can. Well, not it's a lot of ways that you can find work, but then it's a lot of work to find work, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. 
it's a, it's one of those, you hustle, you grind. It's not like you just put out your shingle and the Brinks truck backs up to your house and dumps money. No, it's not like that at all. You have to really hustle. And then getting the script and communicating with the, the project manager about pronunciations or music that's going to be with it or start and stop points, any animations that are going to be connected to it. There's a lot of, there are a lot of conversations that have to happen. And then once you get into your, your booth, as I call it, your recording space, you have to correctly uh, record everything. And then if it's e-learning, you have to also label all the different little bits of audio it's not just one long continuous 30 minute strip of audio. Some person in the videography department of whatever online um, learning platform it is, they have to connect the animations with the audio and make sure they put it in the right spot so that when you're watching the video as a, a consumer, it all looks seamless. So <laughs> there's a lot to it. So not only is it kind of tricky to get the job, but then once you got the job, you have to understand how to do the job and you have to do it right. Otherwise you don't get paid. Yeah. Like that, that whole like final packaging, like if the end user looks at it and it's like, um, it just looks like it's easy to do, then that's because there was a lot of work put into it that makes mm -hmm. it look so easy. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you talked a little bit about like uh, networking, which is like one of those things that I always talk to people about when they uh, they ask about advice on any kind of like particular career path and uh, kind of like on those lines, too. If someone was interested, if someone wanted to to learn more about like getting into the voice over talent role, uh, what kind of advice do you do you have for them? This is a great question. And I thought about this a few times. I have had many people contact me through LinkedIn saying, oh, you have such an interesting job. How can I get into that? How can I check it out? I always recommend you do some research first. And there are two fairly inexpensive online courses that I recommend. One is by a woman named Rhonda Phillips, and you can find her website at rondasvoice.com, R-H-O-N-D-A-S-V-O-I-C-E, rondasvoice.com. The name of the course that she sells is called Introduction to VoiceOver. And what that does is, I believe it's $99. It introduces you to all of the performance training, all of the audio engineering expectations, the business of the business. Because if you're going into VoiceOver, you are starting your own business. It's not like you just go to studios and people record you and they hand you a paycheck on the way out the door. Everybody has a home studio. So Rhonda's great, and she also coaches what we call newbies. She coaches new voiceover talents. The other course that I would recommend is by Mike Lenz. He's actually a pharmacist, voice actor, and podcast host. He's very much like my male equivalent. <laughs> and you can find his website at MikeLenzVoice.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-N-Z. V-O-I-C-E, MikeLensVoice.com. The name of his course is VO Success Online Course. VO Success Online Course. And all of these courses are going to teach you about researching voiceover so you understand performance training, audio engineering training, the business of the business, how you should talk to others. And outside of those courses, I would also say look at podcasts, listen to podcasts. But more than anything, look for the good podcasts where there's like 
150 or more in a series. I would say that the Veopreneur podcast is a good one. They talk about marketing and business type topics. The VO Meter podcast is good. Mike Lenz's podcast is excellent. I think it's called, we call it the Mike Lenz Voice podcast, but I think it's Mike Lenz Voice, A Journey into Voice Acting. And he talks to some of the greats, like how did they get in there? How did they get into the voiceover industry? Um, what's their secret? What advice do they have for up and coming voice actors? It's a very useful podcast. Leave it to a pharmacist to create something useful. <laughs> and his <laughs> online course I have taken, but Rhonda's I have not. But Rhonda has been on my podcast. And I always remember the episode number. It's number 99 on the pharmacistvoice.com. Go to the podcast tab, find episode 99 with Rhonda Phillips. She does a really good job of explaining what somebody who wants to go into voiceover needs to do, you know, pitfalls and things that you just need to know about. So that's a good question. I hope that helps. Yeah, no, that that was a lot of information that is it, it's very helpful. I mean, I'm probably going to look through it myself, too. Um, so, you know, thanks for sharing all that information. And uh, if someone wanted to kind of reach out to you, maybe if they had specific questions about you, like what's the best way that they can contact you? Go to my website, thepharmacistvoice.com, and I would say check out the contact tab. I, there's some sort of a, a web form you fill out with your name, your email address, and so on, and just send me that contact form, and I will get back to you. You can also connect with me on social media on my website, thepharmacistvoice.com. You can click on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and just connect with me there. I'd be more than happy to connect with you. And if you have any questions, let me know. And if you are looking for a voiceover talent for your next medical narration project or e-learning project, let me know. Awesome. So yeah, I'll be putting a link to your uh, website in the show notes and all the other links that you have mentioned. Uh, but you know, thanks so much again for uh, being on the podcast to be respectful of your time. Uh, I'd like to thank you again, uh, so much for you know just sharing your story today and uh, sharing like what pharmacists can use their their talents for. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 